0: y'all together y'all are like a mega force y'all just took over every. wake your
1: punk ass up this chris brown i've
2: officially joined the breakfast club say something i'm with it the world's most dangerous morning show
3: breakfast club bitches
1: Good morning, Angela
4: Yee. Good morning, G. Zambi. Charlemagne the
1: God. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday.
2: We survived that fake nor'easter yesterday. Oh,
4: it was bad for some people. It wasn't fake in some areas. Kind of over 4- over 4,000 flights were canceled yesterday.
2: Right. Yeah, but what was the weather really like, though? I mean, we talk about all of the things that happened, 4,000 flights canceled
1: and all that, but what was the weather really like?
4: Well, our camera guy from Revolt couldn't make it in this morning because I don't believe in. him. And it's
1: still snowing out out in Long Island. And, uh, and yeah, yesterday, we got, got a, we got a foot and a half by me, so it, it was, it was pretty bad. You had a bad. foot and a half by you? Foot then? and a half of snow.
2: Well, how was that? I didn't get that at all. And you know how I, I gauged that? I gauged that by how easy
1: it is to get out of the driveway in the morning. And it was very easy breezy. (laughs) Well, I got a plow company, but now the plow company had to come three times yesterday. It was that much snow. Yeah, It it was a lot of snow.
4: It it wasn't good for some people.
1: It was fake by me. Mm Mm-mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very light. And you live about, what, 10 minutes from me, 15 minutes maybe? No, about 10 minutes from me. Yeah. Yeah. Very light. We had a lot of snow, and I know in Long Island, uh, they're saying it's still snowing now, so a lot of people got a lot of snow, but it's over. It's it's actually
4: supposed to snow. No, it's actually supposed to snow some more this morning. This morning? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: In the Long Island only, though, right?
4: Oh, I don't know. It just said more snow. Yeah,
1: they were saying off the coast. Lightly. Off the Long Island, yeah.
4: But yeah, I know yeah. pe- for people traveling, it was a nightmare yesterday.
1: hmm But Thank it's you. over, and I'm happy it's over, damn it. Because I was tired of, I'm not going to lie, uh, I, I was h- tired of watching kitty movies and playing Monopoly. I must have played Monopoly nine times yesterday. I had three um, talent shows in my house, and I watched Sung twice.
2: Well, that's actually the best part of it. I mean, the fact that when you snowed in, everybody just, for whatever reason, you just feel so closer. I don't know what it is. Everybody just in the house around each other, keeping each other warm. I guess, but the only thing I don't like is the snacking, man. Because my wife That's and my daughter, too. they get to just, like they made
1: cinnamon rolls yesterday. My oh. mom, why
2: y'all making cinnamon rolls?
1: Yeah, they. For made, what? Yeah, my, why? Why? My why dog, you making cinnamon rolls, my my man? My daughter made chocolate chip cookies, the soft ones that oh, I couldn't eat. Man, and I then, got time for all that. man. Nah, and then they just snacking all day oh, long, and you hear oh, crunching. Uh, oh, and so goodness. you get
2: caught up in the habit, because habit you just in the house, and there's nothing else to do. So you mm. read, you watch a little TV, eat some snacks. I'm like, man, F that.
4: Interestingly enough, my favorite thing to do when it's snowing is to actually go out. So we went out to eat because you can walk places in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And there's stuff that's open. And it's a great time to go and, like, be social. And there were a lot of people in the restaurant.
1: Nah, I mean, when it snows, we, I, I love to take the kids out in the yard and we just have fun, Place you know, snowball fights, build a snowman, snow angels, do all the corny yeah. stuff that, that the kids love. And I, I have a good time doing it. It's just when we get inside, I'm t- I'm tired. Like, I, I didn't see sung. At least twenty-five times. Song is actually a great movie. It's great, way. but when you see it that many times, you're tired of it. I know what's going to happen the next part. I want to know how much Mano, how much money Mano makes from Song. Because Mano, Mano's song million bucks is in Sung Million
2: bucks is in Sung it, It's
1: in Sung and I wonder how much he gets paid off. I
2: feel it. sorry for the dude in Song. Like, he reminds me of a lot of club promoters I know. Like, Which one? Know, like the guy that had the, head, the, oh, the head guy, guy. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you know he's been trying to throw all these parties for years, and none of them will pop off. Right. <laughs> and then he finally get one, and he thinks he made it. Yeah. yeah. The movie though, it's a great movie.
1: All right, well, let's get the show cracking. Erica Alexander will be joining
2: us whoa, this morning. Whoa, whoa, this means a lot, because on Thursday nights, I was raised Jehovah's Witness. We used to have meeting on Thursday nights, so I would have to put the VHS tape in around 6.30, 7 o'clock, Before we would leave for the Kingdom Hall, just so I could catch Martin and Living Single on Fox.
1: Right. All right. But she also played Pam from the Cosby Show, if you remember. she did.
2: But Pam from the Cosby Show, Maxine Shaw from in Living Single, Mm -hmm. Maxine Shaw attorney at law.
1: That's right. Eric Alexander. That's going to be a throwback today. So we'll kick it with her, see what she's been up to and all that. And uh, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what we talking about?
4: Man, this is hard to watch. uh, A man that was unarmed in his own backyard killed by the police. So why'd y'all watch it? I mean I was it was actually just video of the audio. You can hear them telling him to show me your hands, show me your hands, and then you hear the gunshots. I'm not gonna play it this morning, but I'm telling you there's video that they released of that.
1: Very sad. And it's
4: very, very, very difficult.
1: He had what, two kids?
4: Yeah, we'll get into that in front My of My
1: goodness. All right, we'll talk about it. Keep it locked, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey. Morning, everybody, it's DJ N V, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to front page news. Let's talk about this unarmed black man shot and killed.
4: Yes, Sacramento police did release this video. It shows the moments that an unarmed man who was suspected of breaking three car windows was killed by the police. He was in his own backyard. Two cops actually killed him. Now, when you hear the 911 call and then you hear the police responding from the video that they did release, you can hear them yelling at him to put his hands up. And then you hear uh, a lot of gunshots being fired, uh, about 20 bullets. Now, his grandmother, Sequita Thompson, told uh, the Sacramento Bee he was at the wrong place at the wrong time in his own backyard. Come on, now, they didn't have to do that. He did have two children.
2: That's, uh, yeah, R.I.P. Was a Stephen or Stephen? Stephan Clark? I think Stephen Clark. Mm-hmm. Stephen Clark uh, murdered in his own backyard 23 for 23 no years reason. old.
4: Now, body cam videos do show the cops running through the neighborhood, ordering him to stop and show his hands as they close in on him in the backyard. And then one of them yells out, show me your hands, gun. And then about four seconds later, I guess he had a cell phone on him. And they thought the cell phone, I guess, was a gun. Show me your hands, gun, gun, gun. And then that's when you hear the bullets, the 20 bullets in the span of, 20 se- of two seconds being fired. I just feel
2: like if you're a cop and you don't know the difference between a cell phone and a gun, maybe you don't need to be a cop. And, like, they didn't give him no time at all from the time they said, put your hands up from the time
1: they started firing. The sad part, I mean, it was pitch black outside, but there's a st- certain protocol, I thought, and, and, oh, and it was maybe I'm wrong, it was, dark. it was It was pitch black outside, but I thought that they're supposed to fire two or three times and then assess the situation. They fired 20 times. There was no other bullets coming In back at seconds. them. Yeah, there was no bullets coming back at them. They just, was bah, 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 bah. like, I'm, I'm kind of concerned and, and scared about protocol, and then they cut the mics off when they were talking. They, you know, basically said, you, you know, hey, mute make it basically and then they turn their mics off because they they know they messed
2: up at that point so they know they messed up at that point they wanted to turn the recording off so none of that can be held against them in the future absolutely I just think some people should not be allowed to make mistakes man like uh, cops Surgeons, if it's a matter of life and death, you have to measure twice and cut once. And I understand cops have a very, 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 very tough job, but it's very tough just to be a, a black man in America as well. Okay, because I, I'm following proper protocol. You tell me, you throw my hands up. I throw my hands up. I got my, hand, my my phone in my hand, and you mistake my phone for a gun, and then you shoot me. Yeah. What do you want me to do? I gotta throw my I gotta throw my phone on the ground now too. I do. I gotta announce I got a phone. Do you, do you have to do that? that? Should should, is that proper protocol for no, us as you, black men in America? You shouldn't have to do that. But, but I mean, it seems, it seems we do because they mistake things that we have in our hands for guns. So, should I say,
1: hey, I have a phone
2: or, hey, I have my wallet? Should yeah. I say something like that
1: just, just to make sure? It's just super sad because even—there even, even uh-huh, I, I, there is no even, man. I, I, there I, is no even. I, there is no even. And, like I said, the fact that they shot this man 20 times or shot 20 rounds, he didn't shoot back. and They just kept shooting— it has to be protocol, man, and 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 hopefully with these cameras, they'll be convicted. Nah, not if they can just press mute. Now, let's talk about this Austin bomber situation.
4: Yes, Mark Anthony Condit, he recorded a 25-minute confession and killed himself in a final explosion. We told you about this. Uh, he had been terrorizing with package bombings in Austin for weeks. He's 23 years old, and in that recording, there was still no motive, so they don't know really the reason why what they did find in his cell phone was him describing the components of the seven bombs that he built and the one that he used to kill himself, authorities believe, and he detailed the differences among the bombs. He did not make any references that suggested that he was involved with terror groups or that the bombings were hate crimes or anything like that. They still don't understand why he did what he did. Did
2: the cops get a chance to shoot him or they didn't get close enough? No, I think he, well, blew, he blew himself, himself up. up. He blew himself up before they got a chance to get close to him to shoot him? Yeah. Okay. Because that's
1: somebody who deserved to get shot. Yeah, well, he blew himself up even better. All right, well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest, 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, a horrible night, hated the snow, or maybe you just want to tell them why you're blessed. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
5: Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest Whether you're man or black, or
1: black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club So if you got something on your mind yeah. Let it out Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Zoe. Hey mama, get it off your chest
6: Um, I was just calling in about what you guys were talking about earlier About the black guy getting killed or shot like 20 times by the police Talk and to us, baby that, like, That's nothing new I just want to know when are we as a people As a black people going to stand up And when are we going to fight back because it's like we're protesting violence with peace and it's getting us nowhere and then they tell us to give it to God a God that they gave us when are we going to realize that we are the God that they're trying to you know destroy what do you suggest right I realize I suggest that we as a black stop saying if black lives matter then it's time that black lives matter If, if you know they're not black lives matter if we're going to stand up let's stand up let's do something let's stop talking about it let's stop getting mad that they're killing us of course they're killing us let's take what was rightfully stolen from us anyway as a people like why are we bowing down to our own stuff we're we're we build this we build this and then we're getting killed for it it
1: doesn't make sense have so. a good day my love hello who's this hey this is cc
6: from 757
1: hey mama 757 get it off your chest I'm upset about the uh, Stefan Clark murder. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know when is enough enough. When when are we
0: going to recognize that we need de-escalation training in our in our police uh, department? Right. Um, I, I'm really upset that it this year alone over 200 plus murders due to law enforcement. Yeah, I'm
2: sitting here thinking, man. I hate when things like this happen because these are one these are those times where I really don't have any any bright Nothing ideas, bright. Right. and so it's just, like, kind of frustrating. But I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, like, I know cops have other weapons. Maybe they should reach for oh, their other weapon first.
1: Like, you don't always have to go right for the gun. The only problem with that is they'll always say, I felt like my life was in danger and I had to protect myself. That, that's that's what they'll always say. But in, in this case, it's just crazy because the man had a cell phone in his hand. Correct, but we also
0: have Mohammed Noor, uh, who murdered the Australian woman. Um,
1: and he, Oh, he got charged, charged with murder. With murder. He got charged
2: exactly. with murder.
0: So, does real does life matter only when you're
2: a white mm-hmm. cop? True. Word is born. Black cop killed all... He was black, right? The guy. He was black in the... I mean, the woman was Australian. He was
0: Ethiopian. Ethiopian. He was Ethiopian. He got charged
2: yeah. with full-fledged murder. Now, when the hell do you see cops get charged with murder? Right. Right. With, with, with
0: no... It, it was less than nothing. No coverage on that at all. It's just... You know, it's like from, like it was supposed to be. From, he, did, uh, he did wrong. He was supposed to go. He he's supposed to get charged for that. So now, do we expect for these officers now just to get off as usual? It's like a band-aid. You keep
2: ripping it off, okay. and you yeah. don't heal from it. They scared of us because we black, we scared of them because they cops. Oh, you know, right. It's going to be a constant cycle of blood and murder until something,
1: something breaks. Get it off your chest, 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. A,
5: pick up the mother, mother phone and dial. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed.
1: Say it with your chest.
5: We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy.
1: Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Kurt Lee from Boca Raton, Florida. Hey, good morning, mama. Get it off your chest. Oh, my God. You guys are so
6: awesome. It's all positive vibes. I'm out running every single morning. I run and I listen to you guys. So, you know, you keep me company and I appreciate it. Ooh, I can hear yeah. you
2: running right now, boo. I That's like right. this kind of dedication early. Thank in the you, morning. mama. <laughs>
6: oh, you guys had
2: a good day. She's all
4: right, too, boo. She's going hard. You know
2: how hard it is to talk to people while you're running. <laughs> I know. I appreciate that. I I respect
3: that. Hello, who's this? So what up, gang? Big truck with the toe sucker. How y'all feel? Hey. Toe sucker, what's up, man? What's Get off your chest. Sucker? yeah so i heard charlemagne talk about aliens the other day so i'm gonna do something about aliens with a little different voice and do it better than his you ready okay hey hey
6: yo this is crazy called the crackhead yo an alien broke into my crack house the other day and took my crack so i shot the mother effer before he got back in his spaceship
2: I, I, I don't know. I love. I don't know. I love our listeners, man. I don't, I don't our know. listeners are just authentically themselves. Good, know. bad, stupid, don't even matter. I I, I just don't I know. appreciate every single one of y'all.
3: Hello, who's this? Philip Wonder. Hey,
1: what's up? Get it off your chest.
3: Just want to shout out y'all. The Breakfast Club been a big fan since like the beginning, and want to project some positivity. Thank God for blessing us all this day for waking us up. Thank God for our family and can I drop 16 right quick? No, man. You <laughs> see, you were so positive. All right, let's go. Let's go. Insult, you hear he hear just insult the it. whole world. Up. Nothing in this world, homie, Back at times, life acts so coldly. Facts at times like this. Heart is frozen, overdosing to ignore
2: emotions. Oh, trees are blazing in snow is Yo, cold. yo, yo, I ain't had my tea yet, man. I ain't had my green tea yet. You know what I'm oh, saying? I ain't goodness. had no breakfast. You know, but black men still getting shot and killed out here because cops think that they got guns when they got cell phones. Like, I ain't got time for rap? this yet, man. I don't, why does everybody think they can rap? I don't know, because for 20, 30 <laughs> years, that was the only way out of the hood. But it's a lot of different ways to get out of the hood now, man. You don't have to just rap, man. My Please, goodness. stop. So All right. I'm
1: already. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051 if you need to vent. Yeah, we got rumors on the way?
4: Yes, we are going to be talking about Amber Rose. She's not too happy about people judging her son. We'll tell you what he got excited about and her going off.
1: All right. We'll get into that when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's
5: time,
4: time, time.
5: She's spilling the tea. <laughs> this is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee oh. on The Breakfast Club.
4: And before we get into that, we should pat ourselves on the back because Michael Blackton and Georgia Rain have gotten back together. They did? Yeah, she actually sent me a little thank you message. Oh, they got back together? She posted, I agreed to dinner at my favorite restaurant and $10,000 cash app instead. I got an all-you-can-eat buffet and a $100 Victoria's Secret gift card. Well,
2: see, you know, the Breakfast Club with our unorthodox ways, uh, we do make good positive things happen. There you go. Yeah.
4: So now they are dating again and she did send a little thank you boo.
2: But when y'all break up again, don't blame us for anything. Look, we did our part. Yeah, we we did did our part. part. Yeah, we're good.
4: All right. Now Taylor Swift sent concert tickets to Amber Rose for her son, Mm -hmm. for Sebastian, and he was super excited. Check out Amber Rose giving those tickets to a baby bash.
0: Taylor Swift sent that to you. Really? Yeah. For real? She did. Open it up. This is going to be so exciting. <laughs> and guess what? What? She gave us tickets to go see her in concert. Really? Yeah. Oh my god, she sent me a letter. Yeah, say thanks Taylor.
4: Thanks Taylor.
2: Thank you Taylor for this unseasoned chicken. Don't kid. don't give your kids unseasoned
1: chicken. No, nah, that's man. so dope, man. He's a, a Taylor Swift fan. That's a great thing.
4: Right. Well, absolutely great. Apparently people started coming at her son for being excited about Taylor Swift tickets. Why? I I have no idea. (laughs) So she went... On a rant, she said, shout out to all of the hyper-masculine men and ignorant, dumbass women that will call a five-year-old gay for liking Taylor Swift. Whoa. This is why young kids kill themselves, and this is also why our society is so effed up. Liking a certain type of music will not make you pick your sexuality, you dumb f's. P.S. My son just got accepted into the most prestigious private school in L.A. because he's smart as F and creative as F like his parents. We allow him to be himself. He can listen to whatever music he likes. He can like whatever color he wants, and we let him be passionate about about whatever his little heart desires. We don't make our son live by society norms. That's why he's so special. And she goes on to say, regardless if he's gay or straight, when he gets older, he will be around the most amazing, loving people that will support him no matter what. He also has more money in his bank account than any of you trolls could even imagine.
2: Well, I want to help you with this one, Amber. But see, I like Taylor Swift's 1989 album. Uh, and But people think I'm gay, so I'm not the best person to... Uh, <laughs> to chime in on this. but I, will, I, can't, I can't
1: say nothing. Yeah,
2: but I will say, uh, do you raise your kid? F-O-T haters got to say on social media, this era lives their lives trying to satisfy other people's demands and we have learned to live by other people's points of view because of fear of not being accepted. But F all that. Do you raise your kid the way you want to in the story? Do nothing you, absolutely.
1: You know, he, li- I- he, lo- he likes it, we love it, man.
4: Now, Kanye would never get his kids tickets to see Taylor Swift. Nah, that yeah. wouldn't happen now. <laughs> all right, now let's talk about Braxton family values. We told you yesterday that Tamar has not been wanting to promote the show. Mm-hmm. Because she doesn't like the way that Vince is portrayed on there. Well, T- Trina Tawana and Tracy Braxton said it's too bad. Don't be a hypocrite. Check it out.
7: One of the crazy things is you can't talk about our relationships and think that it's okay. And then when it's reciprocated, it's supposed to be off limits. And besides, we're not
4: the ones who put it
7: on social media about her, you know, truculent relationship with her estranged husband. When Trina and I was going through our divorces, she had a lot to say. She had she made a lot of opinions. As a matter of fact, when Trina was talking about her divorce, she shouted. I just think that it's almost as if, okay, I can do you, but you better not do me. Unfortunately, I wish some of the stuff was scripted, but this is real life.
2: She's absolutely right. That's 100%. a good point. 100%. You cannot say what you want about people or individuals, and then when it comes back to you, you get upset. Absolutely. You just can't do it.
4: All right, now, Kodak Black wants to get a GED while he is in prison, so he's going to progress his education. He requested a tutor to come visit him, and his legal team also requested he have access to a computer for his continued study, so we'll see if the judge will allow that.
2: They should allow it. The only problem is that they don't be respecting those uh, prison certifications when they come home. Like, when they get the GEDs in prison, that they get the the degrees in prison, they don't respect them when they come home.
0: Right.
4: Now, he was in solitary confinement, but he's out of there now. He had been sentenced to 30 days in solitary after he went against the rules and made a three-way call, but he is out now from there.
2: The whole point of jail should be correctional facilities for real, for real. They should let these kids go get uh, education while they're in there, let them get their, their physical bodies back together like just make them better people so when they come into society they can contribute. They also got to want to do it though. They have to want to do it.
4: I think they will. Well, yeah, he requested it. It, yeah. So he requested that's it. Good.
2: When you don't got, when you got nothing but time, you'll do you'll do that. Right. And he's
4: due back in court on May 3rd for his two remaining charges from when he got arrested on January 18th. All right, congratulations to my guy Q-Tip from a tribe called Quest. He did announce that he's going to be starring as Miles Davis in Nelson George's play My Funny Valentine. So congratulations to him.
2: Drop on the clues bombs for Q-Tip, mm-hmm. damn it. I haven't seen Q-Tip in a long time. Is man. his forehead big enough to play Miles Davis?
4: that will be fine. I actually went to dinner with Q-Tip last week. We've been talking about doing some things. Really? How's he doing? Oh, he's doing great. I haven't he seen him a, in a minute. A lot of things happening, but yes, he's going to come up to the Breakfast Club, so I guess he'll be coming up here to announce that amongst other things that he's working on. Okay. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor
1: Report. All right. Now, when we come back, Erica Alexander will be in the uh, building. Oh,
2: Maxine Shaw, attorney at law, Pam from the Cosby mm-hmm. Show. If you was a Jehovah Witness like me growing up, and you recorded Thursday night programming, and you know about putting that VHS tape in that VCR around 6.30, so it records till about 9, then you understand
1: why I'm so excited to see Erica Alexander this morning. Damn it. All right, we'll talk to her when we come back. Keep it locked. This The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Get some money everybody, is DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne The God, we are The Breakfast Club, we got a special guest in the building. This is a very special guest. I know her as Pam. I don't know what you call her.
2: <laughs> I call her uh, Maxine. You call her Maxine. Yeah, I, call her, her. Me. I mean, I know her real name too, but right, I'm saying. Yeah. I call her Pam from The Cosby I, I, Show, yeah, you call yeah.
1: her Maxine from Living Single. Yes. But her real
7: name is Erica Alexander. Welcome. Absolutely. Right, I answer to it all, and thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. Yes, we're thank excited you. to have you. You don't thank
2: understand you. what I had to go through on Thursday nights nice to see you. Because no. <laughs> I was a Jehovah Witness growing up. So we used to go to the Kingdom Hall on Thursday nights. But ah. so over the days of VHS tape. Mm. So I had to press record at like 6 o'clock, 6 30 and make sure you got a four-hour tape so it just record everything wow. up well, till- I'm impressed. Oh, you have to do that.
7: I think you you get a special medal for that. That's beautiful. <laughs> you know, it was a funny thing because it was a different time and now that everyone has things streaming to them, they don't have to think about those things. But mm. I never saw a Living Single until we stopped taping. Really? Well, really? No. Why? Because we worked, we filmed on Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. Mm. That was our filming night. We did two shows that day. And there was no DVR then, right? No. So mm-hmm. we'd either wait for them to, you know, to come on. But the truth is, we rarely saw ourselves. You could have to do you critique critique yourself yourself, though? Seen it. You know, it's a good, it's, here's the thing, we didn't. Okay. You know, the, the critique is your your audience. Either they laughed or they didn't, gotcha. and you sort of had a good feeling of it. And they would tell you where you're at. And frankly, for a sitcom, you need the audience to tell you. It's a back and forth, and they are the fourth character in a sitcom. Wow. How many people
4: told you? How many women were like, "I became a lawyer because of you." You you know what? More
7: than I'm. I feel I deserve. I mean, Marilyn Mosby, who's up in Baltimore, mm-hmm. uh, she said it. Uh, Mayor de Blasio and his wife, Charlene really told him how, yeah, how important it was to them. You know, you meet people, and they say hello, and then they tell you something special like that. And then you realize that representation matters. It does. And there I was, and I hadn't gone to college. I still haven't. Mm. And I was being a lawyer, but uh, just, you know, graduated high school and kept working because my father passed. And, you know, I just wanted to help my mother. And here I was, helping people go to college and become lawyers.
1: That's why we need more shows like that on TV. I know we have Blackish, but the reason I went to Hampton is because of Hillman. Like, it made me want to go to college. Exactly. Mm -hmm.
7: Yes. I mean, and, you know, and I watched uh, Hillman and Whitley and all of them and wanted to go to college. And I was in there. But you know what? Things don't always work out that way. Right. And I was glad that I could help my family. But... Mm -hmm. uh,
2: There you go. What happened, though? Because around that time, black characters on Prime Time were so positive. Maxine was a lawyer. Different World had the kids. Cosby Show was a doctor and a lawyer. But then it was just like, oh, let's flip the switch and show some negative representation. What happened?
7: I don't know exactly what happened. I think racism happens. There's Hmm. an institutional structured racism and bias and prejudice in people's minds. And I think even after the huge success of Cosby Show... uh, Two two seven different worlds. world. Different world. In single um, yeah, um, Will Smith's show. There was no reason for them to to digress or go and divert themselves to that. But that's exactly what happened. And mm-hmm. you can only say that you know it's you know, showbiz is monitored by real people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. uh, that not only did that happen, they segregated television. In fact, they got rid of mostly black cast shows from 2000 until until like Shonda Rhimes started to show wow. up. There was you know I want I, I don't want to discount Bernie. Uh, the Bernie Mac show. show. And mm-hmm. then there was uh, uh, uh Chris Rocks. Everybody, Chris loves, Rocks, Cricks, everybody, and, is, everybody yeah, loves Chris. Chris yeah, But for the most part, just nothing. And it was a really hard time. And then suddenly the, the bottom dropped out of the market and people who weren't doing well were doing worse and losing their homes. And that happened to all of us. And it was unfortunate. And then things started to turn, but it needed Shonda Rhimes to do Grey's Anatomy and have power and then to bring Kerry Washington and Viola Davis you know, a different type of black lead. They said lose homes. Was it that bad? Like, was... Yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. It was that bad for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you I, I get did better than most. Well, it was not that I I would work and do guest spots and people would always often say, you know, we don't see you as much. And I say, you don't see me as much because there are very few parts. Mm-hmm. And the parts that we get, they're not paying as much. They're paying so-called top of show. They got this whole line that they would say, oh, you can get, can't get more than top of show. And if you were... The more successful the show was, the less you would get paid. What? what? Yeah, that's the less crazy. it mattered. That's not like
2: yeah. that's not like a black person. Yeah, I didn't see how that
1: <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Jeez. Yeah. No. It was unfortunate, and it's actually uh, still in place.
1: Did you hate reality show at that time? Because reality shows were taking everything at one time. I don't
7: know. And, you know, I think I, I did. I mean, not not because they were just taking the place. I just thought it was a poor representation of what black women were being able to. do to do. And frankly, if you didn't mm-hmm. fit in that mold, there was nothing you could do. I mean, you sort of watched it and you kind of, I mean, look, it was like watching a train wreck and I enjoyed it mm-hmm. in that way. Cause I, I actually didn't think it was real at first. It took me a long time to sort of get that, no, this is real. And yet it's not real. It's scripted reality. Why
4: is it's flavor, scripted flavor on reality. my TV?
7: <laughs> I,
2: yeah. <laughs> it,
7: yeah. <laughs> you remember that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Fascinating. I mean, you know, but that's, <laughs> a, whole time. that's all. It's a whole time. And you, we go back and we mm-hmm. see the, you know, you see the beginning and the fringes of this thing that's sort of encroaching. And you have no idea its impact on the community, what it means for you, what it means for how people see you or perceive mm-hmm. you. But then suddenly you're in auditions, and there's the person that you see right opposite you for the same part, and you thought, well are we the same type of person? They should have the right to go for those parts, but maybe they really don't know what I do mm-hmm. if I'm in the same room with them.
2: Right. I really believe you when you say that uh, it's systemic, though, because you think about all the positive images we had on television, the ratings were there, the revenue was coming in, there was no reason to change it other than black people was getting smart. Right. People were being influenced. Like you said, you wanted to go to college other people wanted to be lawyers. That's
7: the only reason. Yes, there's no other explanation for it. Mm-hmm. And that just shows you how deep and dark Racism is, mm-hmm. and it's in our minds. And then there's a lot of, you know, we have to take some of the blame too. Mm-hmm. a lot of those images we, we weren't force fed. We also, you know, wrote. And um, when you got in those rooms, they often would only uh, support the ones that played to the pathology or, you know, this the cartoonish version of us. Anything that was deeper that, that maybe say Steve McQueen or somebody else might uh, pitch. Was immediately seen as being, you know, false. No, nobody would ever watch that, and you know, forced us to do comic books mm. to try to, you know, do proof of an idea, mm. you know, and go in at a very low margin, and uh, just to try to talk about something, and that would be more than in our heads. Mm. Now, you did come in here bearing gifts for us. I, did, book, I yeah. did. I did. I <laughs> did. Concrete Park was uh, one of those ideas at the time. Um, my brother and my writing partner, who was my husband then, Tony Perrier. Uh, had an idea called Concrete Park, and we went around talking about it, and we met this studio executive, who, in the middle of our pitch, stopped us and said, "Stop it right there." He said, "Black people don't like science fiction because they don't see themselves in the future." We looked at him and we're
2: like, "What?" I "Don't and tell me what black people like."
7: "I know." Can you imagine? <laughs> right, because, right? You know, and 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 he went on to told this whole story about it, but you know, for whatever reason, that was his thing. And Tony stopped and he said, "Well, let me tell you something. For black people, the past is painful." present precarious, but the future is free. Mm -hmm. We always create the future. That's why you have rock and roll and Mm -hmm. the blues and jazz. He says, we're the aliens that you took from across the ocean to rock your world and make your planets twirl. And by the way, there's Samuel Delaney and there's Octavia Butler and uh, the number one star, um, science fiction star in the world was Will Smith. Mm. He clearly didn't know what he was talking about. But that's at the head of a studio Mm. to tell us that Two, two black people who we thought knew better and uh was that Josh again oh no <laughs> that wasn't him no that oh, okay, wasn't okay. him that said right. that in fact josh in the suit called me yeah. to do giles got you, got you, which got you. is a buffy uh, spinoff okay no he's he's one of the good guys he's one of the avengers got you. you know but <laughs> 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 I no, white allies avengers. no 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 but whoever said that you know i'm gonna dedicate a book to him one day and and but i'm saying it forced me to create a new skill set and i think that that's good i mean you get tired um in this business, I've been doing this since I was 14. You find different ways to recreate yourself Mm -hmm. and be able to have a conversation that's beyond any one character or show. And you can't do it if you don't have the opportunities or more importantly, if uh, they they just don't exist. So we did the comic book Mm -hmm. again to just show people, this is what it'll look like. And then we came out in 2013. It was one of the best American comics. and Forbes mm-hmm. said it was one of the best graphic novels mm-hmm. in America. And we're still out there doing it. And now the world has changed. All right, we have more with Erica Alexander
1: when we come back. You might know her from Pam as The Cosby Show or from A Living Single. So keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
5: The Breakfast Club.
1: Good morning, everybody. It's DJ N V Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Erica Alexander in the building, of course, actress. She played Pam in The Cosby Show. She was also in Living Single. Now, how did you get on The Cosby Show?
7: That would have been just in between ninth and 10th grade. Wow. And um, just after 12th grade, I went around the world with the Royal Shakespeare Theater Mm -hmm. and did the movie in Paris, came back, did a play at the public theater with Joseph Papp and uh, Gloria Foster. It was his last play before he passed. And Camille Cosby saw me in that play Mm. and kept... the story goes kept telling uh, Bill Cosby to come see not only Gloria Foster and she was the woman in the matrix who says have a cookie you'll feel right as rain light skinned woman Uh, she said you have to see um, um, Gloria and this little girl and I was the girl she was talking about I had already auditioned several times for the Cosby show you should know that and um Never got a role. Because, you know, I was right in that great age group where I could have been Malcolm's girlfriend or uh, Tempest's girlfriend or Lisa Bonet's friend, but never had they found a place. They kept saying, oh, we'll find a place for you. And by the way, back in the day, that was the only game in town. You know, there was no other place for a young person to be or audition.
2: Mm -hmm. A young um, black person.
7: Yeah, 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 yeah. or or any black, Black, really, but young black Mm -hmm. person. There were really no shows. Maybe Roseanne had a few things going on. But uh, I got a call. Could you be at his house? in um, uh, two hours, and I showed up. The casting director was there, and he told me he created a role for me. Wow. It was called Cousin Pam.
2: I remember when you first got on Cosby's show back in the day, it was like you brought that hip-hop edge to the show, and I was wondering, was that that planned, or was that just you? Because at the time, hip-hop was on the rise, so I didn't know if Cosby was trying to inject some hip-hop flavor into the show. He might have,
7: but I think what happened, is funny that they would choose me from Arizona to to be hip-hop, and I think, (laughs) you know, they just saw the dark skin, and, you know, Mm -hmm. you you say, oh, that person... give us the other side of the tracks. The, the show was getting a lot of criticism for being unrelatable. And so I think he wanted to bring in another character who wasn't uh, a high middle-class age kid mm-hmm. who would show, you know, what it was like to live on the other side. He chose me. I'm kind of a very um, tame version of that. Mm-hmm. I, I, there was no way on the show you would come in and be doing all that. And that wasn't his vibe.
2: So. But it he seemed did. natural, though. Like, it seemed edgy for Cosby. Like, it was he like, did. when I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, she wanted us. I'm glad no? you say that. You and your friend. What was <laughs> I, it? I thought it was a bit
7: unnatural, but I, and I was playing the
2: part. What was your best friend on the show? She was in lead on me. Charmaine. There you go. Yeah,
7: that was lead on me, Charmaine, right. Caramelina White. And we and you know what? And thank God they brought them. Not only that, Al Payne, mm-hmm. because uh, really they gave. I don't really know if the writers knew what to do with Cousin Pam, and I think it was kind of sort of given to them like, okay, now go. And so when they gave me a posse to be with, it gave me a storyline. Gotcha. Because I sort of just would float around and be, hey, cousin Claire, how are you doing? Can I set the table? You know, come on, not real. <laughs> so they gave me them, and then we had something to do. Now, with
1: everything going around with Cosby, did you see any of that? Because I was just thinking about when we were talking, we were talking about blackish in high school. Cosby, even as a, a, a father now, I do a lot of the stuff Cosby does back then. Like, I remember having my, my daughter on my leg and I'm shaking her back and forth because I remember that from the show. Mm-hmm. Even yeah, the, yeah even, I remember I you were talking about. Even the acting stuff that he did. Baby! I make my kids do acting things because he kind of raised me as a second dad. And you do so, yes. Zerberts, maybe? I do Zerberts and all that. <laughs> yes,
7: that's yeah, true. So, so did you see any of that? Nothing
2: wrong with doing anything his character did. Okay. <laughs> his,
7: char- his character. His character did. He's Cliff yes. Okay, That's true. Um, yes, uh, for me, it would have been James Evans mm. of good times because he was most like my father was hard. He would whoop you. You know, I was afraid of my father, that type of thing. Bill Cosby was like the best version of what a black, black dad could be. He would right. talk to you, he would actually say what was going through your mind. And I don't a lot of growing up, a lot of children didn't get talked to, they weren't seen as individuals right. with a, 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 autonomy. So he gave people autonomy psychologically that was freeing for the black community to sort of say there's a different way to relate to children. And yes, I saw that, and I was very much influenced by it. Did
3: Did you
2: see see this this, sinister energy that Lisa Bonet said?
7: Unfortunately, I see. You know, he wasn't who we all thought he was, and it was Mm. disappointing. And it's not only dreadful; it's painful. Um, I. I think I saw things that I thought were cruel at the time, mm. but I had also been raised in a cruel world. Mm. You know, I, I really had been. So you could, you kind of talk yourself into things and say, well, you know, that's how adults are, you know. And at the time I was 19, playing 15. Um, you kind of take it, you kind of know in your heart that that's much more than you would, you would want to see. Did he try something person. with you? No, oh. thank God. You know, I don't have a Me Too moment. Both my mother and my sister were raped in life. Yikes. So I take it very seriously, right. uh, allegations like that. Mm-hmm. But not me. I'm very. Can
2: you give us an example of what you considered cruel from? Bill Clinton? Well,
7: you know, I think when you're the biggest star in the world, and in the world, let's be clear, mm-hmm. and he's not just creating television; he's creating must-see TV. After a while, things like a thing you get heady, it goes to your head, you forget yourself. When I say you forget yourself, you forget that you have you're representing not only you know, the show and that, but you're representing, you know, who people think you are. So when you go in, I don't expect the person to be goody-goody, but you do expect them to have some, you know, decorum and -hmm. some, you know, class about things. And sometimes it's just violating. You go, "I, I just didn't expect that. And like I said, it probably would have been no more than what other people might have seen you know, going to church and then, you you know, the woman that you admire in church, you know, gets nasty and you go, what is that? Right. But, um... Why well, Sister Jenkins twerking? People, the way you dismiss <laughs> people, the way you... You know what mm. I mean? It's, 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 like, it's like that.
2: Well, I always say the true test of a person's character is how they treat people who can't do nothing for them. Right.
7: There you go. There's yeah. power. You know, responsibility to power is how you treat people when no one's looking, when it's in the dark. And it's not that, you know, again, I think people who are in the limelight have a special burden. Mm. And often people will give you a pass and say they can't always be. You know, you have you have the right to be human.
4: You don't have to be a role model. No.
7: Right. And you more than that, you don't have to sit there and make everybody feel good. You can sit there and just say, I just wanna be do you mind? Thank you. And be by yourself. It's hard to get that space. And sometimes you get a little testy. That's important. But then again, you know, it's part of the burden of what you have. Right. And 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 no one can really understand it, that's not
4: going through with, with it. With great power comes great responsibility. Thank you, love. I was trying to get that, but my mind didn't. <laughs> you
7: know, yeah, there you go. And I think that's when you look at Dave Chappelle and people who had that, you know, thing happen and they sort of say, hey, look, I gotta go away. That's what they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Now,
2: both your parents were orphans. How did do, how do they meet?
7: Uh, well, you know, as orphans do in church. Okay. Um, you know, they're both their godfather or I should say like their godfather was the uh, evangelist in town. He was the bishop. His name is Bishop W.C. Griffin. And he became the bishop of that northwest half of America. Bishop Blake in uh, L.A. took over for him. I mean, in a way, I'm from church royalty, if you look at it that way. I mean, he was a really heavy dude, but then they were just in the dust uh, bowl of New Mexico. And it was a very Southern Gothic existence. My mother, my grandmother was a witch. Uh, She died in witchcraft. Mm. Um, My father um, started to preach and was ordained since he was six years of age. Uh, They said he was a special child that he literally would sit on a porch and people would come up and before he could even walk, he would stand up, do scripture, and then go back to playing. Wow! My father, who was prone to exaggeration and as to say, straight up lying, would say some of these stories, but my mother, who was not, said no, Erica. It was very true. And they went around in a car And they would go on reservations or wherever. They were called, live in people's garages. And he was a healer. They would bring him in. And what would happen, there would be a few people in the audience at first. They would pitch a tent. And then he would pray, do something. And then everybody would heal. Everybody would hear about a person who was healed who they knew their whole life had some ailment or Mm. sickness. And then the next night, there would be tons of people overflowing, Indian, Mexican, uh, white, black to see this young healer, that was my dad,
1: and that's crazy because your this dad fascinating. He got, got got sick at early thirty five, right? Wow, got sick nobody at could heal him.
7: You know, it's funny. He he died. He, they gave him a church in East New York, um, mm-hmm. and uh, he before he died, I made some peace with him because he wasn't the kindest person, and uh, he said he wished that um, that God had healed him, mm-hmm. and he always wondered why. Sorry. And I wanted to.
1: All right. Well, we have more with Erica Alexander when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We have Erica Alexander in the building. You might know her from Living Single or Pam from the Cosby Show. Charlemagne?
2: you said so much that I wanted to. Like first of all, your aunt, so your much. aunt being a witch. Yeah,
7: <laughs> my 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 uh, grandmother. Grandmother, grandmother yeah, yeah, his, his mother was a witch. And she you would said go she down. Died and get from witchcraft. With us. Well, she would go. Listen, she had a restaurant. You know, black people. We do so many things, catering and all that. So back in the day, you really didn't have a life job. You would do things, and she had a um, a little cafe. You know, a hole in the wall, mm-hmm. and she would put dust over the door, so when people came in, the bell would ring, would f- and dust would, would fall, fall on, on it. it. <laughs> oh no! Yes, yeah, so they called it goof dust Well, right across the street was her competitor, and they would have goof dust too, so she would go back and forth to down deep south, south like, you know, New Orleans, Carolina, or like, yeah, New Orleans, deep in where yeah. you're from, you know, and go get stronger and stronger form for dust Well, one time she came back, and she, by the way, she would just leave my father, so he'd just be on the streets. One time she came back and a uh, Mexican family took him in, and he didn't even remember English. And they they begged her to let him stay. Let Roberto stay, please, Roberto. They called him Roberto. Mm-hmm. And he, she took him. Um, but uh, she came back, and they said she was all twisted up with her head in between her legs, barking like a dog.
2: Wow. Ooh, and, that voodoo, that root, boy, that, I'm telling you. Yeah. i coughing
7: up frogs. And they said that the women in the church went to go get my eventual godfather, which was William Griffith. And he came, saw it. He left three days. He went and uh, they they, they uh, fast and they pray and then they come back and then they laid hands on her and they got her through it. And they, she, this is the story now. Wow. So I'm just telling you what they got her Yeesh. through it. And when he came, she came he, she came out of it. He says, "Daughter, the Lord told me to tell you that if you go back, you'll uh, you'll come back. You'll come back in a box." No, no, Rev. I promise. I gave this up. I'm not going to do it. He said, "I'm just telling you what the Lord told told me to tell you." And my father's last memory of his mother is him, is her getting in a car, a red Cadillac, because her boyfriend's name was Red, and he would just drive through and take her away. And I'm begging her, please, Mom, don't go, don't go. Don't worry, Robert, I'll be back. And two weeks later, they brought her home in a box. Damn it,
2: man. So have you ever wanted to put a little dust on somebody? Like when, when friends
7: stole the idea for Living <laughs> Single, did you want to throw any dust on that? No, yeah, that would be nice. I wish I had some <laughs> dust. I put a lot of dust on people. Man that is Yes, gracious. you know. Put a little over the White House door. Uh, you know, I don't know. The White you House know. door. <laughs> <laughs> just slip by everybody. I, by the way, when he made them comments about Haiti being a s***hole
2: sh- country, I was like, somebody gonna catch him. You, I heard you see that. <laughs> somebody that's gonna hysterical. get him. I'm no,
7: you're you. right. I didn't think about it till you said they it. They ain't was. get close
2: to him yet. That's yeah. all. Yeah, we well, Probably store. already happening. Yeah, yeah,
3: you're right. You know, right. that's right. a,
7: that's gonna come. He made that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just probably you know, speed
4: bump. You know, yeah. forcing it through like fuel. What do you think about all these reboots they're doing, just to shift gears for a second, of television shows? Uh, are you into it? Are you thinking, okay, I'd love to see Martin or The Fresh Prince or Living Single or anything like that, <laughs> reboots? Well, I don't know,
7: Angela. Listen, here's a, what I think. I think it's great. People are nostalgic uh, for, you know, things in the past, maybe for a good reason. It happens. Um, but for me, I always try to be honest and said, if my film and television career had been a lot better, I might not... Have any problem dipping my toe back into that water and going and doing Max the Max character, um, but for me, I, I, this, life is so time is so finite. You have so little time. I, I, I think I just want to see if I can do other things, right. And see you know if I can get people as happy for me or you know into a different character or in a different way. So I mean that's my goal now. Mm-hmm. Never say never. I, I enjoyed them, and this wouldn't be because I didn't have a good time. Just a matter of. You know, I, I just I just know that yeah, maybe because my I, I do come from orphans and my father did pass, that you don't get tomorrow.
2: Right. Today wow. is it. Is, is it true that the character of Maxine Shaw wasn't supposed to be a regular?
7: No. I was supposed to come in every now mm-hmm. and then. She was, And that's why you, she they saw her. The good news is that she was the only one who could afford her own apartment, which I really liked. <laughs> really you know, nice place, She me. was really nice. Exactly. <laughs> but she ate other people's food, so that helped offset the cost. <laughs> but uh, no, I was supposed to come in every now and then, and it turned out that they saw in the pilot that the audience really liked the ensemble. And um, I didn't know that, you know, and it wouldn't have mattered to me. I'm used to being an ensemble player, so if I'd come in every now and then, then that would have been the gig. But uh, it just worked out that it, they knew what they had, and they wrote toward that.
2: Because the show was built around uh, Kim and Latifah, right?
7: Exactly. Yeah. Latifah and Kim had a deal. I think they even had the same agent. They had the same agent, I think, as Event Lee Bowser, who created the show. And I think they put it together as a package. Um, I don't know if Kim Fields did, but I was like, T.C. and I were the last two people they added. We were born on the same day. We met in a hotel. Um, Mm -hmm. We had auditioned for it, and I guess one day or two days after y'all, no, a day after they cast us, there we were doing the table reading, and we were up on our feet.
2: How how did you feel about Friends ripping off Living Single
7: back (laughs) in the day? And was it true that Living Single was supposed to be named Friends? Yes. Really? Well, they came, well, we were called My Girl when we first, My Girls, when we first uh, did our pilot, and the, uh, it didn't test well, you know how they test things, so they came down, and we were now filming the actual series, and one of the executives had a whole list of names, three or four or five of them, and he read them out, and it was Living Single, Friends, blah, 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 and they chose Living Single for us, and then the next year, they created Friends.
4: Oh, the same people that had the those same recordings. people were Warner
7: Brothers. they both right. were Warner Brothers. God we were on the damn. ranch lot, and they were on the big lot. We called the ranch the ghetto lot. <laughs> because we, didn't, we had nothing on that lot. We actually had no air conditioning or or heat. Oh we my gosh. Walk, We had a walkout That's because crazy. we had no. Our craft service table was basically rice with Tabasco sauce and rich crackers, you know. And you know, just I just come from Cosby Show. I didn't expect them to have a spread like that. That's what you get when you're number one in your market and all that. But I did expect us to, to have some kind of, you know. Protein. Yeah, can we rice. have? can we have a piece of ham or something. Yeah. So no, that's that's so that's what's happened with friends. Uh, yeah, and you know, and at the end of our run, we were pay, being paid a lot less, and people would say, "Well, you had a smaller market share." I said, "Compared to what? You know, comparatively, yes, but you know, if you think about how much they made paying us so little, and how much they made in syndication all around the world all these years." Mm-hmm. Right? Uh,
2: get the goddamn we, Goofy dust. Could do
7: Thank you. It? Go get, get it. Get the Goofy dust. Get the Goofy dust because <laughs> Goofy, yeah, because it's <laughs> two point five million dollars. To Sheesh. our fifty five thousand dollars at our, our like our, Nadir. The whole cast? No, per per, per episode. Process? Okay, okay. That sounds like a lot of money, and it is. Then, but you know, if you two point five million per episode for them. Oh, production 50, budget. You no, know, no, for our, you know, like my salary. Okay, fifty gotcha, gotcha. five thousand dollars per week. Okay, 26 shows. But if you were friends, 2.5 million dollars per week per week, that's per crazy person.
2: Well did it have anything to do with the network? were they, they on NBC?
7: Or... If they were on NBC and we yeah. were on Fox, it does. I mean, you know Fox had this wasn't considered a network then. It got a lot of breaks to become a network. But also what happened is that you're again, you're seeing the fact that we didn't get the marketing we didn't get the play. There were a lot of things that are in place to keep to hold down and, and make you not feel as valuable. But if you but I'm sure if they looked and scaled and you know, looked at it and how much they made versus what they put in, I'm sure we're on par if not way beyond what they made. Right.
2: I can't name one person off Friends. I'm fully aware it was a huge <laughs> no, show. It's,
4: it's, Just man, Jennifer Aniston. No, Jennifer, was she was on
2: Friends? Oh, I don't she,
4: know. She was. Yeah. She okay. was on Friends. Mm-hmm. Wasn't um, Joey Lawrence on there? Maybe the,
2: Never mind. Joey Lawrence? I don't know. All white people it look like the man. Oh, Miss Eric Alexander, this has been a pleasure. You it's hear my me? Thank,
7: thank you media, so much. You production the way,
4: company. We are looking for people.
7: <laughs> yeah, we are looking for you. And thank you so much for all that you do. Because you have to know, I watch all your shows. Thank you. I mean, everything thank you for is no online. Taste. No, 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 no. I learned so much, <laughs> and I really am fascinated about how you get to be young uh, people of color here and talk to people about things, current events, and also be kind of. You know, uh, digging and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really uh, a sharp, you know, to be sharp, and you have to be on it all the time. And um, I'm not yep, impressed. Early. I think I'm, it's <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful thing. It's not nice. not something that ever happened while I was growing up. You know.
4: Oh well, so that means cool. a lot, and hopefully that means a lot. Thank Congratulations
7: you. on your book and Thank you. all the things that are happening with you and. Congratulations on everything! Yeah,
4: hopefully yeah. that means a lot to kids who watch too, and they can say, "Oh, I see." A lot of people always hit us up, like, "Oh, I want to do something like the Breakfast Club, or I want to do radio." You guys inspire me. Representation it is matters. a big deal. Representation it does.
7: No, it's it more than matters. It's it's changing people's lives. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right, thank you. I
2: can't wait to see uh, what you do next. I know you got some fire scripts. You thank sitting? You. On. Well,
7: thank you. I'm I'm doing the best <laughs> I can. I better take my vitamins. <laughs> Glad <That laughs> I was here.
2: It's Eric Alexander, y'all. The Breakfast Club.
7: <laughs>
1: The
5: Breakfast Club.
7: Everybody, it's
1: DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Hey, salute to Erica
2: Alexander for coming through this morning, man. Dropping mm-hmm. the cruise bombs for Erica Alexander. Maxine Shaw, attorney at law. She's okay. popping
1: dope, though, back. Dope, yes. though, back.
2: My spirit is full after talking to Miss Erica this morning. Uh, that full interview will be up on breakfast club youtube page somebody just tweeted me and said how come the grip the best interviews get the shortest airtime all the interviews get the same amount of airtime nah, that's not so true yeah they
1: all get the same airtime. full time. interview will be online later all right well let's get to the rooms. let's find out what artists got robbed in the studio
5: it's about time what's going on yeah. rumor report rumor report this is the rumor report with angela Yee on the breakfast club
4: Well, this was unfortunate. Young Berg, who's now Hitmaker, and A1 Bentley from Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. They were in the studio together. They were on Instagram Live. I guess A1 had Lyrica's phone, and he was on her Instagram Live. And that's when you hear some men enter the room screaming, put that camera down. The scene then cuts, and when it comes back, A1 is running around the studio saying, did anybody see the men who ran up with the guns drawn? Check it out. Mm -mm.
3: Bro, I don't know, my I don't no,
1: my. Nigga.
3: Did he hit you with a gun, bro? Y'all didn't see shit, my n****. Y'all didn't see two n**** running here with a
4: gun, my n****. No, we was all in the room, bro. We're in the.
1: How grill. the n**** y'all letting my run in, nigga? So, so who got robbed? Seemed
4: guess, like Youngberg. Mhm. Yeah, Youngberg and A1. I guess, and that's that. They were showing their jewelry and stuff like that while uh. they were on live from the studio and that kind
1: of... Well, anybody can get robbed. Anybody can yes, get Yes, they it. can. Uh, they shouldn't be getting... Not in the studio. That should be locked down a place where they can feel like they can work and be safe. I didn't know Youngberg was still the hip-hop pinata. It was a point in time when Youngberg was the hip-hop pinata. Like, people was hitting him up and, like,
2: chains was falling out, money, they was getting a lot off him. But I didn't know he was still doing that to Youngberg.
4: Well, A1 is planning to sue the studio. He believes that it was an inside job. So... They said an intern had actually been in the studio. When the intern left, they propped the door open. And after one minute or so after the intern left, that's when the men came in with the gun. So they believe that it was a setup.
2: Where did that happen at? What city? I'm
1: sure LA.
4: Yeah, I'm not sure where they were. Hmm. But yes. So all of that is online.
1: Because he asked him. He was like, did, did he hit you with the gun? And he young was Burse, like, yeah. Yes.
4: Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. XXXTentacion has asked to be let off house arrest. And the judge has just granted that. That was because they said the last few months these will be his first steps toward complete freedom. He's going to submit to monthly drug tests and report his travel as well. So now he wants to be able to work and make some money. So he wants to abide by the same probation terms he was subject to prior to his most recent charges in the domestic violence case. So now he's able What happened to- with those
2: charges? Did he ever get found guilty?
4: I think he's still pending. That's why he was on house arrest, and he still has to go to court and everything. Mm-hmm. So. We'll see what happens. All right. Now, when Tori Lanes was up here on The Breakfast Club, he talked about almost having Nicki Minaj on the album on the song Shooters. Here's what he said.
2: Yeah, Nicki was on Shooters. She did an
1: incredible verse. And um, I was asking her something about, like, the verse about changing something around because of where it placed the hook at. Because we was talking over text, and I think, like, through the text, it kind of just came off the wrong way. Um, and I think she just, she, she just didn't, um, she wasn't really rocking with it, and she was just like, you know, she didn't, she didn't take my verse off the song, nigga.
4: All right, mm. well, now that verse has surfaced.
2: I love that record, by
4: the way, Shooters. Uh, yes, the song Shooters. Here is Nicki's verse.
0: All I want to do is go out trapping with the guns. They say we bad, I say we some murderers. Shouty say he got enough to pay for all my bitches. Shouty, is you down to get that to all my bitches? Oh, I came in, I just pulled it off the lot. I ain't talking ball, every baller want shot. I did rock like a pirate's in the pot. Tell me
4: if you copping, cause there's backups if you not.
2: Oh, Man, it could have been, she, she should have rapped, It should have been harder.
4: I like
1: it. Yeah. I think she, she should have rapped. I mean, the second part where she started off singing was cool, but I want to hear rap. Yeah, rap. That, that sounds she hard. You could have
4: just asked for another additional verse, maybe, but I liked it. I don't know. That's just me. All right, Tina Turner. She has forgiven Ike Turner. Now, we all know that What's Love got to do with its story. When Tina Turner met Ike Turner, she was only 16 years old. They got married, and he was constantly... Uh, slapping her He admits to Punching her, her to the yeah. ground Without thinking But he says he never beat her Isn't that beating someone you said what He says that he did slap her And punch her to the ground Without thinking But he said he never beat her Well that you was... can
2: forgive him Tina Okay <laughs> we've seen the movie him. I was watching that movie this weekend I watch it every time That's it's one on. of my
4: favorite movies
2: Absolutely and, and and the older you get And you see what Ike was doing to Tina You cringe even more mm-hmm. So you know Maybe you want to forgive him But we don't got to forgive
4: Well like she that, said As dude. an old person I have forgiven him But it, I would not work with him He has asked for one more tour with me And I said absolutely not Wait a minute Ike's still alive uh, yes.
2: I guess so. If he's asking for sw- a tour. I-, I thought I'd turn die. I swear I thought I'd turn dead.
4: No, I think he's still alive. Isn't he still alive? If he's no asking sure I for I a tour. Tw- if he's
2: asking for a tour, I'm, I'm sure he's alive. Somebody Google that dude, just to make sure, goddammit.
4: I actually uh, saw him one time when I was at the Grammys. He was outside the Grammys one year. Anyway, she said. Oh,
1: said he well, this says he died right, December 12th, 2007. That ain't about? How was he asking for a tour I don't know. Y'all just be saying anything on this damn show.
4: Well, she said it. She said, As an old person, I forgiven him, but it would not work with him. He asked for one more tour with me, and I said, No, absolutely not. This is in the he Times. Asked oh, for he asked, one yeah, one he asked for one more tour. That was
1: before. She right. said,
4: Ike wasn't someone you could forgive and allow him back in. And she said, It's all gone, all forgotten. I don't know what the dreams are about. The dreams are still there, not the violence, the anger. I wonder if I'm still holding something in.
2: Uh, yeah. Listen, I I don't even know how accurate that movie was, but if that movie was even 50% as accurate as it was in real life, yeah, you ain't going to never forgive that man. Uh -uh. Especially when it rains and it's cold out and your bones hurt. He was treating Mm -hmm.
4: her so crazy. You think? I don't even know if I... I mean, I guess you forgive for your own self to let it go, but you never, ever... Forget and never you just move on and never ever associate with that person again.
2: The wildest part of that movie one of, one of the wildest parts when he was trying to make her eat the cake in the restaurant. Eat in the, the cake, anime. But Mm-mm. he didn't just beat up anime in that restaurant. He beat up. He slapped another chick in that restaurant too, and then just sat down like it was nothing. And nobody called the police or anything.
1: Ike was crazy.
4: All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report.
1: My goodness. All right. Thank you, Missy Charlemagne. Yes. Who are you giving that donkey tooth? Uh, donkey today is going to the police offices in
2: Sacramento who murdered 22 year old uh, Stefan Clark and mm. and you know I I'm I'm just doing it to talk about it and get it off my chest because I really don't have any answers okay. any solutions all right nothing let's just talk for a second
1: all right we'll do that when we come back keep it locked it's the Breakfast Club good morning
5: I was born a donkey it's the donkey of the day. <laughs>
0: Day. 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 That's
5: pretty fun. Charlemagne the devil. Possibly. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Yep.
2: Yeah. Uh here today for Thursday, March 22nd, goes to police officers in Sacramento who murdered 22-year-old Stefan Clarks. Rest in peace to Stefan. Uh Stefan was in the backyard of the home he shared with his grandparents and some of his siblings. When he was shot and killed. Let's go to CBS News for the report, please.
0: Police shooting death of a Sacramento man over the weekend. Police confirm they fired at Stephen Clark 20 times.
4: According to police, Stefan Clark was breaking car windows and a home glass door in South Sacramento when confronted by police in his grandparents' backyard. Police
2: say he extended his arms with something in his hands. Fearing for their safety, the officers fired their duty weapon, striking the subject multiple times. Clark was killed. Only a cell phone recovered at the scene. An oversight committee will review the investigation. Now, there were two officers at the scene that night that fired the weapons 10 times each. (sighs) Listen, man. My name is Charlemagne the God. I have never been in the BSing, the listening audience. I have told you all time and time again that I am not an expert of anything. Uh, I'm just a man who has lived almost 40 years on this planet, and I have some experiences, and I share my experiences. If you learn from them, great. If you don't, that's cool, too. I'm saying all that to say, don't look for me to say anything in this donkey of the day that will remotely sound like a solution when it comes to the killing of unarmed black men in this country at the hands of the police. I don't have one bright idea. Now, you hear this story, and you're saying, well, why was... Stephen Clark breaking car windows. Why was he running? All those questions are deflections from, well, why did the cops shoot an unarmed black man 20 times? Okay, he was running because he was scared. He was scared because he committed a crime, and he was scared because the cops came. And when you are a black man in America, you aren't just running from the cops because you committed a crime. You are running from cops because you fear for your life. And he probably thought to himself, I'm close to home. Home is truly where the heart is. Your own backyard is where you're supposed to feel the most comfortable, so Stefan probably thought, let me get home, and then I'll surrender. It probably felt like a safe space for him to surrender to the police, but little did Stefan know that the cops he was dealing with couldn't tell a gun from a cell phone, which always seems to be the case when a black man is involved. If you have a cell phone in your hand and you're black, cops see a gun. If you have a remote control in your hand and you're black, cops see a gun. If you are holding a large cup of lemonade from Chick-fil-A in your hand and you are black, cops will see a gun so i don't have any answers on how to avoid getting shot by police it's really the luck of the draw and i don't even believe in luck i just know that if a cop draws his gun and you're a black man you're lucky you don't get shot okay i mean these kids who shoot up these schools always just get arrested for some strange reason a black man committing petty crimes like breaking car windows sparks more fear in a police officer than a white kid who shoots and kills dozens of people look i don't know okay i have not a clue what to say all what to do about any of this anymore Uh, i can't stop being black and i don't want to okay it's a lot of fun All right. It's a fun anxiety filled experience being in this melanin and I wouldn't trade it for the world. I just don't understand why people, including law enforcement, are so terrified of it. Okay, the cycle has to break and it has to break soon. Cops are scared of black and brown people. Black and brown people are scared of cops, scared of the cops. Only difference is we don't have the license to kill that cops do. Okay, civilians can't gun down a cop and use the excuse. I was afraid for my life. I feared for my safety, even though we are. But cops can gun us down when all we are doing is holding a cell phone and say they fear for their lives, they fear for their safety. So I understand your fear, but nah, man. Cops, you have all the power in these situations, okay? As a black man in America, when we are in these positions where it's us against the cops, the cops are truly Thanos with all the infinity stones at their disposal. Now, I'm going to play the audio of Stefan Clark being gunned down and murdered by the police in Sacramento because all I can Think to do in these situations is address the problem, because I have no solutions, and maybe addressing the problem will lead to some solutions from somebody, but they won't be me. Let's listen to 22-year-old uh, Stephen Clark's last moments on this earth.
3: Hey, show me your hands. stop up. Stay up. some Show me your hands. Gun. 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 Oh. Five, seven shots. Fire. Upside down. Show me your hands. I see your hands five seven he's down no movement we're gonna need additional units we can't see the gun hey can you hear us
4: you can hear us we need to
3: know if you're okay
0: we need to get you medics but we can't
3: go over there and get you help unless we know you're you don't have
4: the weapon we're gonna need uh cpr stuff rescue
2: master cpr of course you can't see the gun how can you see what doesn't exist and I hate when they call CPR and stuff. You just fired 20 rounds. CPR for what? Don't act like you care about my life after you fired 20 rounds. Asking someone if they okay after you fired 20 rounds and they not moving. I, I don't know, man. Maybe they've been watching too much Luke Cage on Netflix and they really think black people are bulletproof. Okay? I have zero answers. All right? I'm at the point in my life where I think they just ask us to put our hands up so they can get a clear shot at our chest. Okay? And when a cop asks you to put your hands up, that's something you have to think about, too, because I really don't want to make any sudden movements. It's just, I... I, I don't know. It's just frustrating, to say the least. Mm. And that's really saying the least. Uh, okay?
4: His poor family.
2: All right, Peter, Stephen Clark, and uh, please give the cops in Sacramento who murdered this young man the biggest hee yeah,
1: That's Very sad. And what I don't understand as well is I, I thought there was a protocol for police shooting. I thought... At least there was a protocol that if they shot, they shot three times and then assessed the situation. But they shot 20 times. There was no, there was no shooting back. I'll be it's, honest with you. I think three times is too much. It's just crazy. Fire warning shot. And that's that. All right. All right. All right. Well, thank you for that dog here today. Up next, ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you got relationship advice and need any type of advice, you can call Yee right now. Phone lines are wide open. 800-585-1051 is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey everybody is DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hi, good morning. This is Gary. How are you? Hey, Gary, how's it going, brother? I'm doing well, NV. What's your question for Yee? Um, I
3: uh, caught my my wife cheating. Uh, I've been with her for eleven years, mm-hmm. and we've been married for a year and a half, mm-hmm. and I'm was contemplating um, suicide at the time because I thought she would never do it, but uh, I'm still struggling trying to find out if I should stay with her or not. I really love her and I don't want to leave, but it's every day that I want to leave.
4: Right. Um, Well, first of all, I'm glad that you didn't do anything like commit suicide because we would hate to not have you here on this planet with us. And I'm sure there's so many people that love you and care about you that would hate for something like that to happen. It would affect them so much. So you can't make rash decisions like that just because something terrible has happened in your life. And just know that other people have gone through what you've gone through and made it through that.
3: Yes. This is my second time going through this with my last wife. And I feel I feel less worried like I'm doing something wrong.
4: It's definitely not true. I'm going to be honest with you. Cheating is a very common thing in relationships, and you should never blame yourself because of somebody else's indiscretions. It seems more like issues that they have. Yeah. And I'm sure everybody in this room can attest to the fact that we've all been cheated on. Right, guys?
2: No. I ain't never been cheated on, on by my cheated wife. cheated on. on my girl when she was in college when she wasn't my wife. I right. can't relate to what you're going through, brother, and I don't want to feel your
3: pain either. Charlamagne, um, it hurts every day. I'm still struggling now, man.
4: Yeah, Charlamagne, he was contemplating killing himself. I mean I could think.
1: imagine
3: but he ask?
4: you asked me a question, I gave an answer. You what, got what you gotta on, do though. is
1: you gotta you gotta remember that it's not you. And what you have to do is you might have to go to church, you might have to go get some I do. therapy, you I might do. have to talk to somebody, but do you have any kids? I have a lot. Well, there, there you go. There's no reason to lose your life when when so many people depend on you and so many people care about you. You got to remember that. Yep. And as far as your wife is concerned, has has she apologized? Do you forgive her? Is is she trying to make right?
3: Um. It's, it's up in the ear. I mean, she doesn't say the word. I'm sorry. She just, she shows with her actions. That's what type of person she is. Are you staying think, with her?
4: I think, I, well, he's, I, t- he's contemplating whether or not he should stay with her. But what I think you need to do is, first of all, focus on you, okay? Before you even can figure out what's going to happen in this relationship and how to move forward, you need to fix yourself and focus on being confident in yourself and knowing that what someone else does does not define you, it defines them. So she has some issues that she needs to deal with. She has a lot of proving that she needs to do to you because if she cares about you and she loves you, she would not want to hurt you in the way that she does. And sometimes people can't even explain why they've done the things that they've done. I'm sure that she didn't cheat on you because she doesn't love you or because, you know, you're not enough for her, but she's probably yeah. done that because of her own issues that she yeah. has within herself. but why did she,
3: cheat? she said. Did she say why, why she cheated? Does I it matter? I can't, I, I mean, I Does can't it? say it too much because people know who she, you know, who she is, but... Bruh, bruh. It was, it's a, bruh. Yes,
2: sir. Bruh, can we look at the bright side? You have the ultimate hall pass right now. The best way to get over a woman is to get on top of another one. Go
4: get you some other... Man, try, stop. That's not
3: true. I'm not like that anymore, man. Was. That actually that's might make
4: true. you feel a lot worse when you do something. Because he's stuck on his wife and he wants yeah. his
1: family back and he does, he, he wants to yeah, make things right. I, I, I mean, you gotta have a conversation and, and tell her how you feel, and she has to apologize. She has to understand that she was wrong and she has to be remorseful. She can't just say, "Okay, I'm sorry," and keep it moving. It doesn't work like that. But
4: what you need to do, sir, is you need to worry about yourself and do whatever you need to do to, do to make yourself better. And that is definitely going to take time. Yes, and, I I, and you have to understand that, of course, you're going to be depressed. Of course, you're I hurt. Am. Of course, you're upset. You're a human being, yeah. and that. That's how you feel, but it will pass.
3: Does she still want to be with you? She does. She yeah. says she wants to be with me, and she wants to be the faithful wife that I want. But when you say stuff like that, I want you to be who you are. Hey, Amen. just
4: take take your time and no matter what it is that you do you don't have to make a decision right now and the only way that she can prove herself to you is by time so it's gonna take it might take years for you to feel like you can trust her again but if she's dedicated and willing to do that Mm -hmm. and that's up to you whether or not you want to allow her or give her that opportunity to prove herself is completely up to you but in the meantime you need to do things that are gonna make you feel better about yourself about your life to get get your confidence back whatever it is that you have to do for yourself. You need to take the time to do that. You need to be selfish. And that being I selfish... I to
1: be. hmm Go get on the vagina. It's not going to be easy, but it'll take time and you'll get through it, bro.
4: And work on your mental health as well. Work on your mind. Work on um, your, all of those things.
3: Okay, I still feel... Sometimes I still want to... I don't want to be here, but... I have friends and family that helped me through it. And right. I promise so you, as soon
2: as you get some other vagina, you'll feel better. I don't and, know And about as far that. as your wife, the best no. apology is change behavior. So she can say sorry, but she got to stop popping that poom poom
3: for other goons. And right? I
4: just want to say one last thing. Just think about things that you've gone through in the past. You said your ex-wife um, cheated on you as well. You got over that, right?
3: I did, but I was in the hospital. It took a
7: while.
4: And you got through it. So I- all, I'm saying, all I'm saying is it does take a while, mm-hmm. but... You will get through it. it. does Time, and you have to make sure that you're here to make I sure never, you get through it.
7: How'd
2: you get over your ex? You got over your ex by what? Getting with another woman, right? I did not, Charlamagne. How'd you get over her then?
3: Through the grace of God and in a hospital.
2: No doubt. And after a while, you got with another woman,
3: right?
4: When he, when you're ready, you can do make whatever yeah, decision not, that not, you want to make. Not trying
3: to rush to do that. And also, today is my birthday.
2: Well, happy birthday, brother. Man, Thanks. where you at? So I can send you a prostitute.
3: Where you at? And my, where you living? No, at? And, my, and my mother died on my birthday as well. Oh Lord, you bro. know what? I'm going. I'm All leaving, Well, you know what? Right, you know what? Uh, we're going nice to put day.
1: you on hold, man, and we, we're going to take Jesus your number Christ. and check up on you, man, and yeah. make sure everything is good, man. All right, and um, I'm
3: glad you and your wife are doing better, too, Envy, um, and all right, all right, thank you. For everybody on that show. But, you but,
4: have a good day. But, oh, but, yeah, yeah, don't well, don't think about
1: it Me and my wife, we, we've been going through it for six years and there's ups, there's downs, but we push harder and we both try to make it work and, and I do what I have to do as a man to show that I'm sorry.
4: And Envy actually had a situation where he too had to go to the hospital.
1: Yeah, sometimes things happen, but we're going to put you on hold, all right? All right, thank you both. You both have all. You guys have a good day. All, all right, brother. Up. Happy birthday.
2: It's that man's birthday. He need a drink and a prostitute. Okay, I wish I was
1: his homeboy. We're going to have he. some fun today. One, you got a question. Call her now at The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yo, Chief. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee. Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, on the line right now, we have a young lady that called a couple of uh, weeks ago. Her name e- is Ebony. Ebony, hello. Hi, Debbie.
0: How are
4: you?
1: We're doing good. Now, last time you called, you needed some advice. You wanted a raise, and Yee helped you out,
4: right? Yes, did. All right, so Ebony, let's do a little recap. So you called up and uh, explain what happened.
0: So I called you guys, I actually called you guys we said February because I recorded myself. Did so I ask how did I ask my boss both work with Ray who had gave me that advice, he told
1: me what to do, he told me um Well, well hold on, Ebony Ebony we actually have the clip when you called in last time, so let's play it now.
0: I just started this job i took a pay cut to come to this job uh-huh. um i was making 14 50 at first and then i took a pay cut like a two dollar fifty cent pay cut this is our third month of being open it's a fast food industry i never worked in fast food so this is something new to me i'm always doing like receptionist or a fall center so my boss was giving he gave three people a 50 cent raise uh-huh. And I feel like I need a raise. Like, he keeps
4: talking to me about it, but he still hasn't, like, gave me a raise. But what is it that makes you feel like you deserve a raise? My hard work. I was the only manager there. I trained everyone.
0: Then he was bringing people on and starting off at 13, hired me.
4: What you have to do is set up a meeting with your boss. So this is an okay. official sit-down of you sitting down to ask for what it is that you feel that you deserve. Make sure you have a list and documents of everything showing why you deserve that raise. What are your responsibilities? How have you gone above and beyond those responsibilities? Offer to say, what is it that I need to do? If you feel like at this point in time, I'm not going to get a raise, what do I need to do to earn that raise? Or are there additional responsibilities that I can take on so that I can make more money here? Because I have been putting forth all of this extra work all right so ebony tell me what happened okay he actually approached me it was one stressful day at work i worked at school it was so stressful um i was running
0: from the house to back the house a lot of employees did not show up so towards the lunch rush everything was over with he called me to his office he was like before i walked off to like, ebony can i tell you something i said yes because i'm giving you a raise and he told me that mom i was so happy he didn't want me to tell you but i told my parents I was extremely happy. And I do realize all your hard work. And it was right before the deadline that I told you about, mm-hmm. back, right before April. But
4: well, we are wow. nervous right now. I can't even get everything We are done, very excited for you, Ebony. See, there you have it. Your hard work did not go unnoticed. Yes, now, I'm like, oh my goodness, I was so happy. Now, when he offered you a raise, did you barter at all and ask for more? No, I didn't. My boyfriend said I should ask for more. But it was actually
0: like a $2 raise. So um, I'm making a lot more. This is my highest fan job I ever had. So my boyfriend was like, you should ask for
4: more. I'm like, I think that was worth it. And then I'm starting my own business also. All right, Ebony. Well, we're very happy and proud of you up here on The Breakfast Club. You're a go-getter. So we're really, really happy. And that's why no matter what, when you're working a job, even if you feel like you're not getting paid what you should be getting paid, you always got to put forth the best effort because you never know who's watching and what can happen from it. No reason to do a job and agree to do something if you're not going to put forth your best effort.
0: Yes, that's so true. Life is what you make. If you hate your job every day,
4: you're
1: going to hate your life every day.
4: There you go. All right, Ebony. Congratulations. Congrats, I'm glad you're happy. Thank
1: you. All righty, mama. Thank you.
4: I love you, Solomon. I love
1: you too, boy. All right. Ask E, 800 If you got a question for you, you can call her anytime. time. Ye, we got rumors on the way?
4: Yes, we are going to talk about Princess Love versus Brandy. We gave you the story that they did not show up to Princess Love's baby shower because they had an argument. Well, now it seems like Princess Love thinks Brandy's being phony.
1: Okay, we'll talk about it when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, morning everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Happy Thursday, to you and yours. What's
2: happening? Let's Happy get to these Thursday. rumors. Uh,
1: Princess love, Brandy, ding.
2: The wagons is in the game right now. Will have to be Jesus Christ.
5: This wow. is the rumor report <laughs> with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Wow. On the Breakfast Club. So
1: listen
4: up. Where do you right. go from there? Well, we told you before about Princess Love, and she had her baby shower. Brandy and her mom did not show up to the baby shower. Apparently, they were upset about some post she had done after she was mad at Ray J. She felt that he had, I guess, cheated on her. Well, Brandy did do a post. Congrats to my brother and sister on their baby and baby shower. I'm very excited to be an auntie. So sorry I missed this moment with the both of you. I had a show in Hampton, Virginia on the same day. But I'm so glad I was able to push my flight back for the gender reveal the day before. There is nothing here but love. And no matter what anyone says, we are family and we will always be. That's when Princess Love responded. STFU posting this. I should post what you just text me. So I guess that's her way of saying that Brandy's not keeping it real. It's lying. Yeah. All right. She
2: probably is, more than likely, fronting for the gram.
4: Yeah, fronting for the gram, because she probably didn't like that negative press about her not showing up to the baby shower. Mm-hmm. Or...
2: Yeah, and she probably think that by posting something, people would be like, well, no, Brandy doesn't hate Princess, because if she did, she wouldn't have posted this.
4: All right. Well, I think Ray J's coming here next week anyway, so we'll ask him about all of that. All right, Rich the Kid. He is married. And you know ritz a from the New Freezer song. I keep trying to get you guys to New do the Freeza. challenge. Yeah, yep. the song with him. I'm a him grown-ass Kendrick. Ass man. Kendrick.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know Freeza challenge.
4: Anyway, apparently he's married uh, to a woman named Antoinette, and she is now asking for full physical custody of their two kids. And she wants joint legal custody and spousal support as well because they want. she plans to get a divorce. Now, previously she had posted on social media that he was cheating on her with a number of different women And she also had accused him of domestic violence back in 2016. So uh, the reports are that they do have one child together, but she accused him of cheating with people like Black China, India Love, amongst other women. All right.
2: That's a nice little roster. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to go out, go out blazing. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm sure he don't want to go out blazing. Hey, man, if you're going to go out, go out blazing. It's a nice little roster to have, you know?
4: All right, SZA. She is now talking once again, and she actually has done this before, about leaving music and saying that her next album will be her last album. She said, my world got so much smaller so fast. I have so much to write about. I feel like I'm in a cage. I'm making the best album of my life for this next album and I know that because it's going to be my last album.
1: I hope that's not true. I hope
4: it's not true too because SZA is super talented. She is. She writes for other people. Her album was incredible. I know if she says this next one is going to be even better. I can't even imagine what that's going to be like. But maybe what she means is she's not going to do albums anymore.
2: Maybe continue to write? By the way, everybody that we've ever heard say say that has continued to put out more music. And the one person who never said that and stuck with it was Lauren Hill. Okay, so if you're gonna do yes. it, just do it. <laughs>
4: right? <laughs> All right, well, don't forget the control version, the deluxe version of Control is coming out sometime this year, so there'll be six new songs on that. Mm-hmm. So you'll have that as well as another album on the way. Now, Kanye is having some issues about using the Yeezy name legally. For whatever reason, he has that name trademarked for his shoes, his footwear, since 2013, but he abandoned the trademark for other clothing items besides shoes just last year, and another company mm-hmm. in China actually seized that opportunity, and they trademarked the term Yeezy Boost for their clothing products. So now there's some issues with Kanye trying to get that name back. He refiled for an application, but they're saying another company has that trademark now.
1: Well, that's, that'll be a quick fix. He could call it Yeah, He does so many different things. They, people care about the sneakers. They, but they I'm sure he doesn't. you also
4: don't want people to buy something else called Yeezy that's They're not, not going really to buy
1: nothing for, for, other than Adidas and Yay. He's Yeezy. good. He's
4: good. All right. He also has the Yeezy dating app, and I've been seeing this for quite some time. I, I don't
2: understand this. Is that his app, or is that somebody else using his name?
4: Now, it got started by a fan on CrowdFunder uh, named Harry Dry. He said, I've been building a dating site for Kanye West fans for the last month or so, mm-hmm. and I'm very close to finishing it. I just need a little help with the final development, marketing, and that dating app uh, is not open to fans of Taylor Swift, just so you know. So Fun. if you're a Taylor Swift fan, you cannot go on this Yeezy dating app. But I'm um, all right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report.
1: All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Shout to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. You want to hear something? At DJ Envia, call us up right now. 800-585-1051. Get your request in. And I got you. Right? It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.